Listener Production. This is the Footy Talk Podcast, where we bring you all the news and opinions on a daily basis, Joey. Yeah, first episode. Looking forward to this, Stacey. We've cast our eye across the weekend's practice matches, our expert eye, so we'll dissect some of those games. Absolutely, and we bring you and introduce a new segment called Real Talk or Shit Talk, which we're looking forward to, where we decide whether the big issues are real or maybe a little bit of papoopy. Right down your alley, we're going to find out which lucky bugger got to meet Harry Styles, and it just got us thinking about the biggest celebrity we've met at our time at football. Absolutely, no doubt. You're sitting across for one right now. That is all footy talk coming up next. This is Footy Talk, the new footy podcast where you'll get a new episode daily touching on all the big issues, big and small, around the world of footy. I am Daisy Thomas. I'll be one of your hosts throughout the week. And joining me, another man who will be a big part of this show, Joey Montagna. Thank you, Daisy. Looking forward to this new podcast because we enjoy talking footy. We and do. We get to talk a bit of smack and uh, and have a bit of fun. So it's going to be a new concept that I'm really looking forward to. There's always plenty of footy happening and uh, we're going to put our own little spin on it and uh, and keep everyone informed on what's happening. And it is a podcast too, so we can get a touch looser, which really <laughs> slots in nicely to where we are going to go with this podcast. Uh, look, We'll start off. There's some big games. Footy's back. We're all loving that. We saw some games. They are only trial matches across the weekend. What were your takes on some of them? Well, my first take was it was nice that we're seeing teams play against other teams because I don't know about you, but I was getting sick of all the talk about intra-clubs and who's flying oh, in pre-season and who all the superstars. You're playing against each other. <laughs> exactly. Just relax a little bit. Yep. Exactly right. And we've seen enough over the years to know that uh, in those intra-clubs and some of those training sessions, some guys can stand out and then when the real stuff starts, they just go missing. So... We've been able to hold fire. I've certainly held fire until we start to see some competitive footy. And, look, it is still only early, so we are not going to jump the gun on this show. We're not going to certainly overreact and make any really big statements. But it was great to see the teams play against one another. And uh, I went down Thursday night to Geelong and watched that one live. The you cats drove down. Drove down, yeah. I was keen to, to get watch out of that. Or... I was keen to get out of yeah, the house, yeah, Daisy. Smart, I've been yeah. home for too long over summer. <laughs> Kids are driving me mad. So yes. I went for a drive down to Geelong, watched that one. And my first point on – that one, that game, Daisy, is – so these games are unofficial. Clubs could organise them themselves. Yeah. Who was the bright spark at Hawthorne that thought, we've got the youngest list in the competition. <laughs> Let's go We're going to be rebuilding. Let's, I've got a good idea. Let's ring up the Cats and say, can we play a practice match down at Geelong against the reigning Premiers? That wasn't smart. No, that's a, a real dent to the confidence you'd imagine. <laughs> and over the eight quarters, it was only 100 points. So oh. it, it didn't get away from them too much. Yeah, it wasn't kept, three or 400 points like we expected. <laughs> they've kept it intact. So that's no doubt flattened the Hawks a little bit. So I'm going to – first little uh, – First clip. That first is. clip of the year. Whoever organised for the Hawks to go down and play the Cats, come on. If you're Hawthorne, maybe ring up Kangaroos or ring up Essendon or even St Kilda, not far down the road, and, and play one of those sides. So that was uh, – what did you make of the Cats, though? Because I saw a bit of that game. They looked unbelievable. The Hawks looked like they were up for it early, but I think the questions and the queries we've had on the Hawks that they don't have enough depth and or stars across the field really shone as that game went on. Yeah, it did. They're, they're certainly in for a world of hurt. I mean, there's now, you know, maybe you're thinking bottom of the ladder. I mean, I, I went That's and also... It's not too we'll, much of a big call. They we touched on the Kangaroos. We'll talk about them. I watched that game, and I thought the Kangaroos looked pretty good. I think they're much more organised, and they've got a list, you know, that's maybe two years ahead of Hawthorne in regards to their age profile. So the Hawks might be uh, looking at the uh, the bottom of the ladder. But for the Cats, obviously, they just continue on. They were pretty full strength. They weren't missing too many. The new recruits all look good. Ollie Henry, 
Well, he kicked the four goals and he homesick moved really Henry. well. Just wandered back down the highway for the 40 minutes he was homesick from. Pies fans just spewing on him. He was good. No, you're right. He looked very good. Dropped a few early, but mm. a few nerves maybe for the young fella. Yeah, so no, look, certainly we know what the Cats are going to bring. They'll be up the top of the ladder again. You would think the Hawks down the bottom, so that's why we got the margin. But just a shout out for that Cats. Paddy Dangerfield got announced as the captain. Skipper, yep. So they just subtly dropped that, I think, 9 o'clock on Saturday night, just the way that the Cats like to do it. Keep it <laughs> just no fuss. I'm not sure whether Danger wanted it to be Saturday <laughs> night, 9 o'clock. He would maybe have liked it to have been on uh, on Sunday. But, no, nah, look, um, credit to Danger. It's interesting, isn't it, the way that the clubs pump it out. Obviously, the Essendon and Hawthorne, it's a big deal. It's a big song and dance, if you will, because it is a big decision. But the Cats is very happy with how they're travelling. Anyone effectively could... You and I could go back and be captain of that and be a premiership captain pretty quickly, well, I'd that's, imagine. That's true. I was thinking that. It was probably the uh, sort of the least important <laughs> captaincy announcement of any club because, really, that is a well-oiled machine. They could have named Sam DeConing as captain, and I don't think it would make any difference to what they're going to continue to produce. So Shout that out, was, of course, to Joel Selwood as well. Had a baby. He had a baby. He and did. I'm under the impression, pretty good male, that he named it after his toughest opponent. That's what I'd heard as well, Daisy. <laughs> I'm glad you're onto that little Joey <laughs> Selwood. So congratulations to Joel and Britta. Oh. It's a nice little honour to uh, to name the baby after me. So maybe if they have a girl, there'll be Daisy the next one. So Daisy Pierce, there we go. Oh, of course, down Joel. there at the Cats as well. Uh, we move along to the Carlton Collingwood game. That was a good game. I saw a piece of that one. Pies looked as good as ever. Forward line, question mark a little bit. Blues right up for it. Yeah, I'm holding fire on Collingwood. I know the Pies fans will jump all over me. I'm finding them hard to work out where they're going to sit this year because, yes, they had a great year and they were, you know, knocking on the door against Sydney and Geelong. But then we know they won nine games by, you know, under 10 points, which is not going to happen again this year. And and their percentage, which really is a good indicator, because it's the total points for against total points against. They're only like 1% above Gold Coast Suns in regards to their total points. So they're going to be... One that I'll just keep an eye on early part of the season. I'm pretty bullish on Carlton going into this year. I think their list, and you'd know as well, Daisy, is in cherry ripe shape. Like they are, they've got the perfect list profile. They've got the superstar forwards, that you know, some gun defenders, and an elite midfield. There's no excuses for Carlton this year. No excuses. Not only play finals, but I think they're a real chance to be a top four team. So real talk or shit talk is something that we're going to bring to the table. Carlton are a chance to contend this year. We'll save the real talk, shit talk for a bit later on. I want to ask you one as well about a new recruit for Collingwood. You're not happy to go off just yet on what you've seen? We'll just see. Right, we'll We'll keep our, uh, you say keep your ink dry? Powder dry? Powder dry. Hey, I'll watch a bit of the Essendon Gold Coast Suns game as well. Because this is where it's interesting, and this is my philosophy. You watch North Melbourne against the Tigs, and everyone goes, North Melbourne were a lot better. Mm. I reckon if you were putting percentages on how hard they were trying, they were at 100% and the Tigs would have been going about 85. And when you're a team that hasn't challenged or hasn't been competitive for a while, these are the sort of misconceptions that can come out of the preseason. Obviously, that Essendon Suns game, you'd imagine they'll both go on pretty much hammer and tong. Yep. So it's harder to get a gauge a little bit as opposed to even, again, Geelong Hawthorne. Hawthorne were trying their guts out and they still got rolled by 100. So not ideal, but uh, yeah, interesting your thoughts on it. Interesting these two teams. I think they're both going to be struggling to play finals, but they'd be expecting to be pushing on, well, knocking on the door. Which is huge for Gold Coast because it's effectively finals or bust, a lot would be saying, and I'm in that camp too. If it's not now, when is it going to be? Their sort of trajectory is going in that direction. Just missed out last year. If they don't play this year, where do they land? It's 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 a concern, and well, we'll touch on it in in some um, episodes uh, of Footy Talk down the track. But I think there's a bit of a gap between you know the top four or five teams. Yep. They all got stronger. You think about Geelong and Richmond and Brisbane 
and all these sides, Even the D's, the D's yeah. you know, and Fremantle pick up play. And then there's teams like Essendon and Gold Coast and St Kilda that we'll touch on that really haven't improved their list that much, you know. Like Ben King will come back, but they lose Isaac Rankin. and So it might be a challenge for the Suns. Essendon, I actually like the way they're going. I think they'll surprise a few. I think they'll be better than maybe some other people think. I think they're, they've got a good young list as well. Um, I think now that they're going to have a coach that's teaching them a defensive system, they'll be pretty strong. But the big standout for me of the weekend was the Brisbane Lions. Really? Now, they were dominant against the Sydney Swans. I watched a fair bit of that game. Boy, oh, boy, we know they're stacked with talent. But Gunston was awesome. Dunkley was awesome. And Will Ashcroft, talk about recruits coming in. They all played really well. On top of the list that they've already got, they handed it to the Swans, who weren't missing too many of their best. There was a few out for the Swans. But Brisbane have stamped themselves early. They'll win a lot of home-and-away games. Yep. I think that's no one's doubting that, Daisy. It's just whether their footy stacks up in finals, which we've seen them fall short the last few years. I think they get confidence from what they did last year in finals, that being in winning a couple. Obviously, the ledger was stacked against them, but they are hard to win finals. They win a couple last year, the confidence they get from that, plus they bring a Dunkley in who has the defensive mindset, which is going to help the midfield, who pretty much run like it's downhill skiing <laughs> yeah. the entirety of the day. So I think that's certainly going to help them. Again, they're the teams you're sort of speaking of up the top that are going to be in our opinion, a fair bit ahead of that chasing pack, which is sixth through probably 12th at the minute. And that's what we're looking at. At the moment, just with these games, you're looking at the new players fitting in, where they're going to fit in and how much impact they'll have. Talk about impact and, and fitting in. The two recruits for the Tigers, I went to that game, Kangaroos, Richmond, Taranto, Hopper. Boy, oh boy, they look dominant in the mm. midfield. Um, you talk about Richmond's weakness in the last few years, maybe has been their midfield. And now when you see Taranto, Hopper, Dion Presti a fit, Shea Bolton still to go through there. Uh, they look pretty good. Taranto had about three shots at goal as a midfielder. Hopper, I love. I think he's a star. Jacob Hopper. So t- Tigers, I think, will be pleased with what they've got out of them. It means Cochin and Martin played forward. I tell you what, so Cochin's the big one. There was, and going back to the real talk, shit talk, there was a lot of shit talk around Trent Cochin not being able to play forward. Mm. He's got some craft. He's got some skills and some tricks. And I know to some it was surprising, but he is such a smart footballer. He's now sitting around that forward 50. If anything, it shows more. It doesn't amplify the other way or magnify the other way. His ability in traffic to make a good decision and especially in front of the goal that's where you need it that's where you need that money connection he was brilliant yeah spot on and there's two points one there's talk about uh he didn't kick goals as a midfielder well yeah. he wasn't required to he played a defensive mid role he had he had martin and shea bolton <laughs> he had to cover for a couple of blokes who exactly were going the other right. way and the second thing that i think is misunderstood about Cochin playing forward he doesn't need to kick 30 goals i mean not everyone in the forward line has to kick 30 goals so i'll give it grind myers for geelong kicked 13 goals for the year now is anyone saying grind myers didn't deserve his spot in the team and the role that he played to make that Cats forward line function. So I think what I saw from Cochin, he's going to lock the ball in. You know he's going to be tough. He'll help organise. He'll apply the defensive pressure and allow the likes of Dusty and, and Shea Bolton and the other forwards to get to work and hit the scoreboard. North have improved. We yeah, they did. They look good. Yeah, yep. they, they got some system, move the ball well. I think their age bracket between 26 and 21, they've got a group that are now starting to play some, some footy together. So I think that, yes, they're still a few years away, but – I like the way they're building. Young Harry Sheasel was really impressive <laughs> Good name. in the forward line. Yeah, the Shees. <laughs> he kicked three goals. And uh, the Kangaroos, look, I think they'll certainly win more than two games this year. Good. Good for them. Uh, the Saints and the Demons was the other one. Your old mob. A lot being made of the injuries there. But I think we focus more on the Ds and just how good they are going again after starting the year 10 and zip last year and then falling away horribly late in the season. Talking about teams that have gone from strength to strength under recruiting. Get Brody Grundy in here and Max Gorn, the talking points of the preseason. 
looks pretty good. It did. It did. I kept a close eye on that one. It was interesting. They didn't spend as long on the ground together as I thought. So basically it started with Gorn in the ruck, yep. Grundy on the bench. After six minutes, Gorn went forward. Grundy came on. They spent a few minutes together, and then they sort of had a bit of a three-way rotation going. So I think they'll figure out what works best. What did look good was when Max Gorn played forward. He took a couple of big marks at 211 centimetres. He had Dougal Howard on him, who's 200 centimetres for sink, and could not get his fist anywhere near him. So Gorn's going to be a handful for a lot of defenders as a forward. I think Grundy will play that more ruck role. You're spot on. But the other one that snuck under the radar for Melbourne, and he was really good, was Lockie Hunter. Was he? Out on that wing, played really good. well. And you think about with Melbourne's he midfield. Langdon out the wings. Perfect. Yep. He just sat out wide. Oliver and Petrarca and Viney were spitting the ball out to him. And he's got that dinky little left foot kick, which is different to a lot of those other Melbourne midfielders that maybe blasted a little bit. He's got a bit of composure and class. So he stood out as well. Melbourne, for me, look, uh, they're my early flag uh, tip to win wow. it. I think it's there a bounce back year for Episode Melbourne. Episode one, you've got yeah. the winner. I've got Melbourne at the moment uh, before the season starts. They're just my early thoughts. I think that we know they've got probably the best midfield in the comp. Their defense is rock solid. And I just think they'll improve their ball movement a little bit more than last year. And for me, I think they, along with probably Geelong and Brisbane, are the three teams to beat as we speak. Their forward 50 connection was the issue for the Ds last year. They could get it in. They defended well for the most part. But getting it inside forward 50, keeping it there and finding a target. Ben Brown, shaved head. Well done to him on that, raising some seriously good cash. Does he play, in your opinion? Because if you got Gorn down there, you need someone hitting up at the footy. Yeah, I think Ben Brown starts the year. I yep. think he'll start. He, he started in their main team. They've got Tom McDonald back. Bailey Fritch will be back as well. Uh, Cosie Piggott looks super. Mm. And they've got a good blend. And, and what they did do, instead of kicking the ball to the pocket when they went inside yep. 50 days, he guessed where they went. Don't tell me it was the hotspot. They went to the top of the square. <laughs> oh, boy. So that is a slight adjustment for Melbourne. They will attack the goals rather than trying to play safe, which is a slight adjustment. And, uh, yeah, Melbourne, keep an eye on them. They will certainly be at the top of the ladder as the season goes on. They're going to have some options, which is a good thing for them. They're not just going to be stuck with one. If Brown's out of form, you can bring McDonald through, the young kid there. Van Roonen. Yeah, he will get his opportunity at some stage as well. So yeah. they have options, which is going to make them stronger. Anything else from the first round of Pracky matches? Oh, the only other one, Freo would be a bit disappointed. Adelaide Crows played really well. Too good for them, too tough through the midfield. So Fremantle uh, were just a little bit disappointing. but Didn't see any of that, would yeah, they, Unexpected, or is that uh, a little bit of a case of what we were talking about before? The Crows have gone 110% and Frio maybe just caught napping a touch. Maybe, maybe. That's why you don't read too much. You yes. know, Frio's pressure, defensive pressure, which they built their game on, looked a bit off. Jago Amira looked very good. Oh, uh, yeah. And Luke Jackson is certainly going to add to that team. So I'm not too concerned about Fremantle yet, but Adelaide, well done to them. Rankin? Rankin got got busy. Their full Ooh. line actually all of a sudden has got a bit of X factor. It's like, like talent with yep. um, Rochelle, Rankin, Darcy Fogarty's continuing to go strength to strength. So this Adelaide side, when they get Tex Walker back, uh, they might be able to, to surprise a few teams as well. So it's going to be tough. Very good. Well, there's Seguan in the can. Coming up, we're going to talk Harry Styles and celeb cameos. And we're going to bring the new segment in, and you're going to be a part of this. Oh. Real talk or shit talk? I'm going to ask some, you some questions, and I want to get your take. Thanks. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. Now, Joey, we're bringing a new segment in. They're all new segments because it's the first show, so you'll (laughs) like this. Real talk or shit talk, where we go through the AFL, not just the games, but also people's opinions of them and give them validation or criticism about whether or not our opinions align with theirs. So I'll kick it off. I posed it to you earlier. The Blues are genuine contenders. R-T-S-T. 
Oh, good start. I'm going real talk. Right. I am bullish on the Blues this year. I think that they can finish top four. So if you're in the top four um, calculations, you're a chance to win the flag. That, that's how I look at it. The only knock with Carlton is they haven't won a final yet and haven't mm. played finals. But I actually think last year losing that final game and missing finals holds you in better stead. So there's a stat. Nearly every year there's a team outside the top eight that finishes in the top four. History is just littered with right. examples. And I know you're a numbers man. And we've seen it in every year for the last five or six years. So I think that's Carlton this year, the team that missed the finals that will finish top four. If you're in top four, you give yourself a chance. I think the Blues can win a flag. I'm not saying they will. It's certainly going to be tough for them. But he's real talk. I think they can. The other one from that game for you, Daisy, real talk or shit talk? Daniel McStay is going to be the answer to the Pies forward situation. He played pretty well. Is he the man? Right now, I'm going to go with real talk. I had as many queries as anyone in the business because I just purely hadn't seen enough of him dominate a game, take the bull by the horn, so to speak, in and around that forward line of Hipwood and Danaher up there at the Brisbane Lions. I really liked what I saw. And then thinking Mychek wasn't playing in that game, his ability to get up the ground and then slide back, with those two on almost opposing sides, I think you'll see a lot of that throughout the year, them getting out the back the way the Pies play with that fast ball movement a release kick to one of them and the other one just going head down, bum up, straight back to goal. I really like it from a Pies point of view. Whether or not they'll be one short in that forward line is my only query, but on mixed day, real talk. Next one then, real talk, shit talk. The Hawks will win the wooden spoon. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with real talk again. Uh, I would have had it down between, at the minute, them and the North Melbourne Footy Club. From what I saw, small sample size as we know, but North Melbourne look like they've improved. Hawthorne have given away a lot of their... Older, more seasoned talent in and around the midfield. And regardless if that's good for development, which it probably will be in the long run, I think in the short term that's going to bring some serious pain. And for Hawks supporters, I think it's going to be a very, very long year. Yeah, it's a good shout. Early, it's very early, and of course, long season to go. But if North Melbourne Hawthorne were playing round one, I'd probably tip North I'd Melbourne. I'd chips in on North Melbourne so, after what we saw. Uh, real talk, shit talk. Grundy and Gorn are the equivalent to a Potna Palmer. <laughs> oh, geez, not much beats a Potna Palmer. Just the races on the big screen as well would <laughs> top it off beautifully. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say real talk. I think this will work. I think yeah. the combination will work. Melbourne will find a way. Gorn will be selfless. I like the combination. I think it can. Hey, giving some stats about the Blues finishing top four. Another one for you, Daisy. The last ten grand final teams that have been beaten by forty points or more. So teams that have been flogged in a grand final, none of them have won a final the following year. So we're so, thinking GWS. So, go, you can keep. Uh, oh, you can go way all, back, all the way back. Adelaide wow. Crows after right. Adelaide St Kilda in 2010. A lot of teams that haven't won a final after getting beaten by 40 plus points. Sydney Swans then this year will not win a final. I think you can have that as shit talk right now. Uh, I think you can comfortably, and I would comfortably have them in my eight predictions. Whether or not that's good enough to win a final, I'd probably go with yes. Could see them not making top four, though, which then uh, will make it hard to go deep. But in terms of winning a final, right now I'd have to say that's shit talk. Richmond can win the flag. Real talk. Yep. I was going to put this one to you. Real talk for sure. The additions, Taranto and Hopper. Do you think so? Real talk as well. Their big issue, they need to stay fit and healthy the whole team. So they've got issues with injury. That's their concern, whether it's Prestia, Grimes, Lost and Lynch. So if they've got their best team on the park and they can stay healthy for the majority of the year, Yes, Richmond can win one more flag before this dynasty ends. We love that. Well, there is a few of the real talk shit talks. We'll be bringing you more as more footy happens and more opinions are based on it because I can't wait to rip into a few, a couple of your colleagues as well who like to have a big opinion and especially early on in the week. 
We move along now. Harry Styles was on the weekend. Yes. Which was brilliant. Apparently the concert was unbelievable. Didn't quite get there. Had nothing on. Just didn't get there. Um, <laughs> You'll Curtis, be fan. You love Harry? I don't mind Harry, yeah. yeah. I'm sort of into his music one and his ability just to be cool as a shark shit and yeah. <laughs> uh, not give a stuff about what anyone thinks. I'm a yeah. big fan of that. Curtis Taylor from the Kangaroos went along. We see a picture of him presenting a jumper to Harry Styles. Now, one, Harry Styles, where do you reckon he puts that jumper? <laughs> and two, footy is littered with bizarre celebrity team endorsements and passing on and catching up with people who wouldn't give a single shit. I agree. And how I want to know how did Curtis Taylor get the honour? How did he get the honour to rooster. be able to hand He's a rooster and he's been in the social pages a little a bit couple of times. over he the went summer. To the uh, races with a... Channel 7 Racing Identity. That's right. Yes. So maybe Curtis is a bit more, he's put his hand up and said he was happy to get out there and build his social media profile. We so. like that. So obviously the Saints have got some big following. Eric Banner, of course, uh, a big name who was down there. Who's the biggest celebrity you met in your time? Well, I was Saints? able to present a jumper and got to meet the big Hulk Hogan, oh, which was a real yes. thrill. Hulk Hogan came down to St Kilda and uh, we were doing the old show, made a handball the ball, yep. and he basically, you know, he looked like the footy was a little mini footy <laughs> in, with his big hands and uh, – the Hulk Hogan has a St Kilda jumper, and I've got a photo with me and him. So that's probably the big one. But you, you at Collingwood, my God, well, we Collingwood were handing out jumpers every second week to a celebrity down there. Anyone that you got to meet? Well, they were trying to come in, the celebrities. We were just <laughs> having it. Just Miranda Kerr once walked past and came along to training, which was nice. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't get to meet her. Dane Swan and Alan Doddock put their hand up for that yeah. one. Mr Beam was there at one stage, which is it. we had Kath and Kim, but the biggest one threw at us, not so much through Collingwood. I went up and spent a day with David Beckham on a yacht. Really? And again, gave him a jumper, which I assume he would have pride of place in his house somewhere yeah. <laughs> or one of his houses. But David Beckham actually, he would have been interested in AFL, yeah. wouldn't he? Because I actually have met him as well at a Lakers game. We got introduced to, and he knew about AFL. Yeah. And he thought it was pretty cool that he met myself and Nick Del Santa. And we're like, mate, this is pretty well, big. I, so he does actually understand AFL. A little bit the same. And his ability, obviously, he's one of his bend it like Beckham. Me kicking a footy, kicking a check side, and then a banana would genuinely fascinated him yeah. of how you hit it on the boot. So rather engaging, I see Snoop Dogg at the Gold Coast Suns. <laughs> he's, <in> we- <laughs> he's wearing he the Gold Coast Suns. Maybe like he'd it. be more appropriate at Richmond now with Dimmer doing his work with all the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Get Snoop down there and Dimmer in the back of the coach's box just <laughs> ripping a couple of pillies. <laughs> Did you see Dimmer's quote about that? About when he thought the boys all said he was smoking bombs because he said he's taking the medicinal marijuana. Correct. Obviously not the same thing, but the boys' heads have just gone uh, one way or the other. Um, That's footy news. Some other big sporting news, of course. Yes, overnight we want to give a shout-out to our women T20 cricketers. Again, they've just won the T20 World Cup. So a shout-out to them. That's their third in a row. Beth Mooney was the star, 74, not out. They beat... South Africa by 19 runs. So a lot of people would have missed that overnight. And the legend that is this Australian cricket team creates yet another awe-inspiring chapter in cricketing folklore through a clinical display here at Newlands. Well done to them. They are superstars, those women. So congratulations. Absolutely awesome stuff that is. Well, that is it for now. You're listening to Footy Talk. Follow us on socials, Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or chuck on TikTok and get it at footytalk.com. Pod. We'll be back every single day. Every, so every single day, day we'll have an new update. New host, Abby Holmes will be in the chair at some point. You got some big names lined up to one, join us. Yeah, one announced tomorrow. Yeah, that's maybe. A, and maybe we'll an ex teammate of yours as well. And on Friday, I'm pretty sure I've got a young recruit, not a young recruit, a Brownlow medalist from the Pies coming to join Ooh, me. Oh, wow. There you go.